Good morning, all of the above, really, and welcome to the Worldwide Will Show. What up? What up? So we've been dark for a, a week, uh, partially because of emotional trauma last week. Oh no! Oh uh, yeah, we went totally the wrong way. Like like the whole thing before, we were like, I think the last show we did was leading into the referendum, wasn't it? Oh yeah. And now grim days ahead. So there you go. Um, yep. Or you know, if you're on the other side of the equation, congratulations. Now fix it, uh, whichever way you want to look at it, really. <laughs> Um, but so I mean, so far this week's been the the story of the politicians refusing to do exactly that, from what I, what I can say. Everybody's quit, Dave. Mm-hmm. Everybody's quit, Dave. Including uh, Dave. Well, this is the thing. It's very Dave. quickly going to get to a point where I don't recognise any of the politicians in Parliament. It's got so on. bad that even Dave quit. Yeah. Dave's just like, no. Yeah, who just clawed on in there for like two terms. Like, no, I will not leave. And then, yep, no, right, off I go. Uh, it, the best bit was the stories after he gave and did, did his, uh, his little speech saying, you know, okay, well, I guess I'll have to leave then. When he went back in and was talking to his aides and the story about what he was talking to them about where he supposedly went, ah, I'm not cleaning this shit up. <laughs> like, okay, well. Yeah, well, fair <laughs> dues to me, should really. still, though. I don't understand why mm. I didn't stay in and mm. just veto the whole thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, someone's going to have to... This is the thing. You go, well, the more you look at this, whoever gets in next is going to have an absolute storm of, of nightmares to deal with well, forever. Well, so, so many people as well who voted leave mm. are regretting their decision mm-hmm. when it's come out that actually they just yeah. lied to everybody. Yeah, and they just thought, oh, we'll just shake it up as well. And so a lot of people went in going, oh, we just want to shake things up. Oh, we're actually coming out. And then, yeah, it turns out most of what they promised is, is bullshit. I can't believe how many people actually mm. thought... That three hundred and fifty million a week would go to the <laughs> yeah, NHS. Yeah, he's going to go straight to the NHS. How many people thought that I'd build a new hospital mm-hmm. as well? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, three hundred yeah. fifty million a week. Let's put that all in the NHS. Yeah. Why would that yes, ever happen? It might build a new mm. hospital, but it would just have walls and floors. There'd be <laughs> no equipment. There'd be no staff. There'd be no electricity. Yep, absolutely. You're just going to have a big concrete shell. That's it, really. <laughs> yeah. Like. There'd be nothing else. The one I particularly enjoy though, the number of people who you go, well, okay, so all the trade reasons, we're going to lose all these trade deficits and everyone, all these trade benefits rather, and all the um, other countries in Europe are saying, oh, you'll go right to the back of the queue. The US has come out this week and said, yeah, we'll trade with you, but you're right at the back of the queue for Europe now. You're going to be behind all of them for everything because why? Why wouldn't they? And then they're all going, oh, it's okay, it's worth it because now we get to govern ourselves. You right. Your average person on the street, name one law now that came from the EU and didn't come from Parliament. Go on, just anybody. Like, name one. And they'll go, fisheries! What about fisheries? Like, name one of the actual laws. They're not... They're up, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, Brussels is ruling us. Are they? I don't think they were, really. While we're talking about this, mm. I've got a first world problem. Mm-hmm. Um, finding out that your dad mm-hmm. cancelled out your vote. Oh, gutting. Yep. Yeah, absolutely devastated. Yeah, whenever you encounter a friend or family member who was on the other side of it, you just have that, oh, really? Oh, t- why? Why? Yeah, but I mean, you know, lots of reasons, I suppose, but... 
the I word was mentioned as well, and uh, I just despaired. I couldn't dear. even. No, I couldn't no, no. even argue because it's there's no just, point. No, you just like, I can't even at that nope. point. Mm. Can't even. I did, the one thing I did really enjoy on the back of that, though, I mean, obviously there's a lot of grim come out of it. Like, there have been a, 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 a more racist attacks and blah, 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 because people feel emboldened now to have those views. But was that when, when they actually had to come out and say another promise they lied about, it's not going to have any noticeable effect on immigration numbers. <laughs> not really at all. Like, so you lied about that as well then. Terrific. What, what could... Oh, everything about it. Anyway... Let's move to some actual first world problems that, that aren't really problems. might be a bit lighter hearted. Indeed. So yeah, suffice to say, if you are feeling pain this week because of the referendum, so are we. We Very feel your pain. Very much so. So, first world problems. For a kickoff, and you, you will relate to this one, as it is immediately relevant, what kind of roast shall we make? I don't fancy any of them, but I want a roast. <laughs> <laughs> I have that a lot. When you go like, oh, I really fancy a roast. What do you want? Chicken? Nah, boring. Beef? Eh, kind of, no. Hard Pork? Nah, I don't want that. Ham? Nope. You just go through the list like, eh. Going on from that, I've mm-hmm. got a first world problem that's related to awesome. that. I want to go out for a meal, but I'm spoilt for choice of where to go. <laughs> that too, yeah. And you go like, and, and the worst part is, I don't know if, if you're the same, but when you have that thing, you only go out so often because you budget for it. Yeah. So you go, oh, I want to go out. Oh, but I want all of the things. Now I have to judge really carefully because I might not get to go out again for a while. And what's really annoying mm. is that I'm really hungry, but mm-hmm. I want to go to Manchester, but it's too far away yeah, and I can't quite be bothered away. Yeah, and you're like, that's an hour to get there plus time and to wait for the food. And then you just end up getting plus... like mediocre place from <laughs> around the corner. Yeah, kebab ah. shop food. And you, damn it, I could have used this for a better opportunity. Why didn't I plan ahead? <laughs> Although, if the news is anything to go by, another Brexit comment, um, Nando's threatened to leave. (laughs) I know. You just know, the worst thing is, that's going to be one of those reasons when people go, oh, see what you did, Nando's are leaving, and all the 18-year-olds are going to go, no! And you're like, are you really that stupid that you think that's the worst thing? But at the same time, that is quite a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. (laughs) Such good chicken. It is good. All right, when the tag on the tea bag falls in the cup. Oh, I have that all the time. Mm, Nothing worse. And then you've got to try and... Pull it mm-hmm. out while scalding yourself. Of the yourself. boiling hot water. And the worst of it is, you could solve this whole thing if you just went and got a spoon. But by that point, you're like, yeah, the spoons are all the way over there. And the whole the thing point of the, of tea, the tag having a tag. The, yeah, yeah. You don't need a spoon. Mm-hmm. When you accidentally click on a video on Facebook, Twitter, insert website here, and it starts playing really loud. <laughs> yes. Mainly when you're in bed. Blam. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, see what those comments are. Mm-hmm. Press. <laughs> I've got another one that's in a similar vein for that when you wear gaming headphones to game with your friends and you start the game like on a PC or something you're talking on Skype and you're all blah 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 and you go to start the game and the intro music video just blah, deafens you in the headphone Ouch. you have that scramble to try and find the adjustable headphone you need to set the different programs at different Aww, heights and I've never had that problem <laughs> ah, there you go see geek life when you get to work in an amazing mood and someone comes along and ruins it for the rest of the day. Oh, this sounds like there's a specific example. Yeah, today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can we, can we go into the example or is it too painful? No, it's just people being <laughs> awkward. Yeah. It's mainly, they ask you to do a job, so you're doing that job, mm. but then they're talking about another one. Yeah. But instead of actually formally saying to you, can I talk to you about this later? Yeah. They sat there whinging for jabber, like, jabber, 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 And I'm yeah. trying to sort this other thing out. I'm like, 
and it's stressing me already yeah. without them going on and people that don't take hints when you're like oh just, yeah click and you're carrying on what you do you very obviously like you look up make eye contact for a second and carry on with what you do very obviously and they just jabber jabber seriously jabber, jabber. when I got to work this morning I was mm-hmm. so happy like the sun was shining <laughs> went to work with the roof down singing along mm-hmm. to songs good tunes and then opened my office I had a McDonald's breakfast oh yeah okay made my cup of tea and then you know, when suddenly it all went wrong <laughs> but I'm home now indeed and it's all good. that's all that matters and it's like virtually thundering outside and we're <laughs> recording this amazing podcast indeed aren't you lucky you people if, if actually if you want to add to the podcast in future weeks you can message us on twitter at worldwide willcov is how you can do that or you can follow us on facebook and, worldwide uh, Will radio if you want me to say any funny words you know, just... That's a good idea. If you want Joanne Speak. Yeah. should throw us some Joanne Speak suggestions. Uh, hashtag Joanne Speak. All right. Uh, <laughs> the, the guy at the inserts mobile phone shop here left a fingerprint when he put the screen protector on my new phone. Oh, no. Was yeah. it un- underneath as well? Yeah, underneath the screen protector. Totes devil. Evil, yo. You found the perfect piece of clothing online. Click on it. And the only size they don't have is yours. <laughs> Gutted. Gutted. That's when you've got to sort by your mm-hmm. size and then there's nothing nice. It's that similar one where you go, got a cracking deal on like a t-shirt or a piece of clothing on online for super cheap and then it comes and it's an L which should be my size but it's way too small. Damn you, internet. <laughs> like like yep. that's what happens. It's cheap because they cut fabric out of it. Uh, my phone has a feature on it that lets me turn it on without touching it but not turn it off again. This isn't one of mine. I don't know which phone type that is actually. It's another first world problem. Which phone brand would that be? Curious. The only one I can think of is Apple. Maybe, yeah. The 6 or something. I don't know. I don't know. Unless you clap to switch it on. Or maybe it's one of those like, oh, brace for incoming if you are on an Android phone. Okay, Google. Moments. No. <laughs> I really hope that podcast has caught some people with Google going, bidding. <laughs> What's really annoying, I say okay, Google, to my mm-hmm. watch. I can't really say Google very well. Mm-hmm. It but then if I'm sending a message, it doesn't understand my accent. <laughs> so it goes, bingle booble bobs. I get all sorts of shit. <laughs> it's get a message to somebody that is completely not what you said. Yeah. Degrease the banana machine next to the aperture. And they're like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what a word. All right, we got any more? No, I'm done. I've got one more. Go on. I accidentally used the one eight inch attachment instead of the quarter inch attachment on my beard trimmer, and now I'll have to wait a day or two for it to grow out to the correct length. You this happens it. to me all the time. All the time when you go like, oh, it's got a little slidey adjustment thing. And I know the perfect one. It's actually five millimeters. I'm like, that's perfect. Okay. And then as you're doing it, because it's plastic, if you push too hard at the back, it pushes in. So you'll get one little bulb patch where you're like, well, now I'm going to do the whole thing or it's going to look really stupid. You've got the same trimmer mm. as Mr. Pete. Yes, that's probably true. Don't think he's had that issue because mm. he's not as rough as you. Clearly. Yeah, see, I have to be. I've got a rugged face. That's <laughs> what happens if you've got a proper beard. <laughs> you have to put some force into it. And on he's that had, note... <laughs> he's had a splinter from his beard hair. Really? That, yeah. yeah, he's got like soft, translucent Irish skin. No, it's no, the hair is really... Wiry really, death hair. Yeah. Oh. Really bad. They must have got a better model of razor than I got then. <laughs> Fair play. All right. Well, on that note, let's move to some good internet, bad internet. All right. So good internet, bad internet. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have to do our own sound effects this week. Oh no. Well, I can add some afterwards. Shh. Behind <laughs> the scenes. Right. Okay. So 
I found this website. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 high paying jobs for people who hate people. <laughs> <laughs> so not everyone's a people person. Like and if this sounds like you, your best approach for finding a job could be searching for work where people skills aren't all that necessary. <laughs> to find these jobs, we average data from the Occupational Information Network or O Star Net. Mm-hmm. Unless they just call it O Net. O Net. A US Department of Labor database. <laughs> oh, Starnet of... sounds like a bit of a mouthful. Like. Yeah, it's like the NSYNC. You know, <laughs> N- they have the Star Sync, yeah. okay. Uh, so they, they've got a labor <laughs> it's exactly database. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> full of detailed information on 974 occupations. So not that many occupations. Okay. That's, that's uh, quite a lot for ones that don't require people skills at all. Well, you see. Or do they? Is there some like vague. We'll see what you think. Okay. Because I was a bit, what? Mm. Well, I remember your one from last week where you wanted to be like a Google server operator. Oh, yeah, that's happening. That's like, that, but that's that one is of the, happening. But that's one of those things where, like, okay, you can just hide in a big server room and not really have to deal with people for the most part. So, right, this first mm-hmm. one, sociologist. What? <laughs> no, right. I thought one of the keys is you've got... Oh, I guess... It, yeah, they study human society and social behaviour by examining the groups and social institutions that people form, as well as various social, religious, political... And business organisations. So presumably they're working on the basis that you'd have to just be looking at stats. You need to not underst- talking to people. You need to understand social mm. stuff, but not actually not actually put, be part of it. I don't <laughs> think that's a, a very dubious. Yeah, I mean, all right, you might spend most of your time, like any sort of research, you're going to spend a lot of time in like libraries and stuff and just researching facts. But you are going to have to talk to the people to get you into that's the different. That's what I thought. So, See, it scored sixty-five out of a hundred. So the lower okay. the score, the less you need to. Talk the less. Oh right. Okay. Geoscientists, other than hydrologists or geographers. It's very specific. It really right. is, yeah. <laughs> they scored 64.5. Are hydrologists just the party animals of the geology world? I don't know. But the thing <laughs> is, the photo that goes with it, there's two people looking yeah, that's at some already sort of... Bad so you're start, with someone like You're already having to socialise there. Computer hardware engineer. So that sounds more like in your sort of field. That's like, kind of like, like what okay. I do. But no, you do have to have people mm. skills because uh, I think if I didn't have people skills, yeah. I'd have been sacked. <laughs> you just clobbered somebody who brought you like a non-problem. <laughs> Word won't print this document. Why won't it print this document? Because it's not connected to I any printer, you muppet. I kind of do this job as well. Mm. Uh, web administrator. Okay. And I think... See, I suppose if mm. you are selling your services as a website designer, mm. you need to have the people skills. Yeah. If someone's paying you to design websites, yeah. you don't necessarily need them because someone mm. else deals with the people. But is web admin not like keeping a website up as well? So you're going to get stupid yeah. phone calls like this bit of the website isn't working. No, you're doing it wrong. Like, you know, like that, like, yeah, um, <sighs> start again. I'm not sure on this one as well. Yeah, that seems like another one that Because I mean, I manage a website and, mm. you know. So the lower the score, the less people skills you need. Yeah, so, so what's that one like? 64.5. Right. So quite high. That, that's quite high, yeah. Yeah. Mine shuttle car operator. <laughs> All right. I think that's pretty open and shut. Yeah. You, you just need to be able to drive it. Drive the car. Although presumably miners are going to be, if you're doing that sort of thing, they're going to be quite chatty, I guess, aren't they? Like so Maybe, but you, you don't have to, have to talk to them. That's true. Talk to each other. Just floor it whenever they get mouthy. Aircraft mechanic or service technician. Interesting. See, that again seems like you'd need to communicate quite a bit to be like, this is, you know, I'm doing this now, this is broken, this is whatever. But you don't have to be nice, I think. Is I the suppose point. that's true, yeah, you can just be really perfunctory, really, like, this is happening, this is happening, you this is happening. You don't have to put now a smile on your face and tell someone. <laughs> hey, this plane's going to break, don't worry about it, I got it. <laughs> this is a good one. Mm. 
political scientist. What does that mean? Is that not just a scientist with political views? They study the origin, <laughs> development, and operation of political systems. All oh, right. Okay. Interesting. Whatever. That's very vague. Sounds like a non-job to it me. Does a bit. <laughs> Photonics technician. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. They build, install, test, or maintain optical or fiber optic equipment such as oh. lasers, lens, lenses, mirrors. I could see that being a non-social job, really, potentially, because you just do your job. They are sat in their own little booths. Yeah. Yeah. Just get in, well, do your gig, and leave if you want to. Yeah. Statistician. There we go, that's more that's like That's a it. word I can't say. Statistician. You spend more time just looking at stats again, I guess. Maybe. Remote sensing scientist or technolo- technologist. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's someone who works in Antarctica or something alone. Right, so are we studying... Right, so the good internet, bad internet part of this. Are we looking at the overall thing to see like how valuable this is or isn't? Because the idea of it, I'm going to give a good internet to. Because the idea of saying, hey, if you don't want to socialise with people, that's fair enough. Here's jobs you can make money at. Bing! And don't need to. So but the actual jobs themselves? Yeah, they're rubbish. They're, so far, all the ones they've given us are going to require quite a bit of socialising and being nice to people. Let Right, so the one that got the lowest mm-hmm. score, poet, lyricist, or creative writer. No, nonsense. Because, yeah, all right. If you want to write and you want to be a poet, lyricist, or creative writer, yeah, you can do that without socialising with anybody. But you're not going to make any money if you do that. Cause no. Because I would assume being a writer, one of the biggest things you're going to have to do is sell it. Unless you've got a good agent. Yeah, maybe. But you've still got to start off selling it. You're not going to get an agent by just sitting in your room and, oh, I've written all this stuff, but I'm not going to talk to anybody. Yep. So, uh, no, uh, no, no, it gets a big bad internet from me. Boo! Boo! That was my favourite sound effect. I might try and put that on after this, actually. Okay, so, um, now this is another leave Brexity type story, but it's pretty funny, so I'm keeping it. Uh, Douglas Carswell. Are you familiar with Douglas Carswell? No idea who he is. He is the one... Soul, only the lonely UKIP MP. Oh. Uh, and he's been challenged by a disgruntled Leave voter over the Brexit campaign's NHS pledge, this famous 350 million a week. Nonsense. <laughs> the unnamed woman said she was starting to think she'd been played by the Leave campaign after believing the claim that they could spend £350 million a week they were no longer sending to the EU on the NHS. This was on BBC Question Time's panel on Thursday last week. She said, one of the reasons I voted to leave was because of the fact that they were promising more money into the NHS and thinking about it now, probably I'm old enough to know better. And seizing on her comments, Conservative MP and Remain campaigner Sam Gimya asked Mr Carswell to reconfirm whether he was still saying the £350 million was true. The UKIP MP responded by saying that no one had retreated an inch from the promise, but claimed that they had only said it would be by £100 million. When Mr Gimya pointed out that he had been... Rather that... He, no, pointed out it had been on the side of the vote leave bus. Mr Carswell claimed it was £100 million more for the NHS, £5.2 billion a year, but his claim was undermined by the fact that he still had a picture of the bus with the claim across the top of his Twitter page. £350 million a week <sighs> for our NHS. As users very quickly pointed out. So there are like tons of them on, on Twitter immediately pointing this out. Uh, The official Vote Leave campaign has walked back from that claim, obviously, as we know, which was denounced as untrue by the UK Statistics Authority anyway. (laughs) So it was a lie twice. And UKIP leader and member of the unofficial Leave.eu campaign, Nigel Farage, also disavowed the claim immediately after the results, as we know. So 
<sighs> and he's done one as well. Indeed he has now. He's now decided he's that... ran, ran, ran. He's done what he wanted to do. He set fire to the bonfire. Now he's going to walk away and let someone else clean it up. Just like... Although, to be fair... Boris. Bit different. I still think Boris is a bit worse because... To be honest, Nige, your services weren't really required anyway because you're an MEP, and if we're not going to be in the EU anymore, bye. So I, him leaving is annoying because he should be sticking around to try and clean it if he believes as passionately as he says he does. But that being said, he wasn't going to have a job anyway, so yeah, GTFO. <laughs> but in this occasion, Twitter taking this guy to the task. It is a bit of a slam dunk. What do we think? Yeah, good internet. All over that. All right, what else we got? I discovered a hashtag on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like Twitter Mm. sometimes. Has its moments. Hashtag make a film awfully British. (laughs) Okay. I'm in. Okay, so quite a lot of them are obviously Mm -hmm. EU related. 10 things I hate about EU. The Brexit Brexit assist. (laughs) 50 shades of Mm. Earl Grey. (laughs) I like that one. That's good. The fault in our economy. From as Fifty Shades of Earl Grey would be both simultaneously very British and stunningly boring. Because yeah. there are probably literally Fifty Shades of Earl Grey to be had for people who like tea. <laughs> They'd be like, this one's slightly too strong. This one needs a touch more milk. This one, too much lemon. Uh, I quite like this one. Uh, pardon me, but I do believe there are rather a large number of snakes on this aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The longest meter. <laughs> Kick ass. Kick ass. I like that, yeah. The Wolf of Baker Street. <laughs> okay, so it's taking the title and making it into a, an English, or ve- ve- terribly English sort the, of a title. The Empire Strikes Back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just said The Empire Strikes Back. Look out, Commonwealth. A room with a queue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're uh, All right. quite amusing. If you want to check those out, go on Twitter. Hashtag make a film awfully British. Independence Day. We're coming for you, bloody colonials. <laughs> That sort of internet. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's good internet. Very entertaining. Yay! Okay, so I'm I'm sorry, it's another Brexity one, but oh, this one's a much no. more happy one. Trying to escape. From hashtag that. safety pin. Have you seen hashtag safety pin? Something about wearing a safety pin mm. to show your solidarity. Solidarity. That's what. Yeah. Thinking. So what I, obviously one of the ugliest side effects we've seen of the EU decision has been a sharp increase in reported hate crimes. Uh, Vote Leave's campaign was tainted by accusations of racist dog whistling. A poster unveiled a UKIP featuring an edited photograph of refugees with Mr. Farage in front of it. With them walking across is... Oh, as, was that the one that looked like Hitler? Yeah, they put it right next to a Nazi one, which is the same with like a row of... And, yeah, and he's refused Sh- to roll back on that. Surely, cetera, surely some, whoever designed that looked at the Nazi See, this one. this is it. The depressing part is they probably did and went with it anyway. Like, oh yeah, yeah this will do. <laughs> anyway, forgetting that. What this one is, essentially, is a backlash from the internet where they've said, how can we make a, you know, a subtle way without being too obvious about it and too aggressive about it, but to show, you know, anyone who's here as, as a, an immigrant or a refugee or whatever, that we have solidarity with them and, and, and whatnot. So they've gone with hashtag safety pin. Uh, now, it began uh, with a woman called Alison. And Alison hoped that the neutral, obvious safety pins would be a sure signal to anyone worried that there are allies around. Uh, then some examples from Twitter that have already come up. Uh, Samantha Goulton at Sam Goulton said, A woman just hugged me in Tesco because I'm wearing hashtag safety pin, hashtag reasons to be cheerful, hashtag hope not hate. And then there's been lots of them since. My personal favourite was one by a metalhead who had one of those vests with all the badges on it. 
and the safety pin, and he shared that on Twitter with hashtag safety pin. Nice. So there's been lots of them, obviously. You citizens and immigrants, you're safe around me. Hashtag safety pin, that's by that guy. Hashtag who's motor Greg. I like that. So yeah, um, it's, it's sort of all around the place. And I guess it's one of those, it's not going to have, you know, necessarily a massive profound effect, but it's kind of a nice thing to do. Yeah, I'd stick a safety pin in my ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> not just through the flesh, we should point out. Oh, sorry, yeah, I've got Pre-existing holes. Don't, anyone out there, don't be like, hey, guess what? I'm going to go and be like, bam! Hey, solidarity. Infection. That would be impressive commitment, but probably a touch too far. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but on, I don't want to sound like a killjoy. Mm-hmm. But it's fair not doing anything, is no, it? No, it's not going to do anything, really. Can you imagine, you're on the tube, someone's mm-hmm. giving you crap. Mm-hmm. What are you going to start doing, looking around for a safety pin? How small well, is it, a safety yeah. pin? You need one of them really mm-hmm. big ones that well, come on kilts. The only other thing that got me, <laughs> yeah, the massive, super mega safety pin. <laughs> then you can actually see it. <laughs> and wield it as a weapon in a potential confrontation. Yeah. The only thing that got me about it is more that you might have somebody who's just got like a tear in their shirt or something and is wearing a safety pin who is actually like a lever and is quite racist. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, thank you so much for blah. And they're like, what? What is going on? Like, but yeah, yeah. I don't, it's quite a nice thing to do. Yeah, but go I don't on know then I'll, how. I'll give humanity the thumbs up. <laughs> oh, with, with a reluctance. Oh, all right, internet, I suppose. All right, um, let's have one more, shall we? Now, this one is a bit of a controversial one either way, really. Oh, you know I want to love controversy. Facebook has won an appeal against a privacy watchdog over user tracking. Uh, Now, it's in Belgium. It's a specific Belgian thing, I think. But a Belgian court has ruled that Facebook can track users whether they're logged in or not. Uh, They've won the appeal to overturn a ruling that would have stopped it from tracking non-members in Belgium when they visited the site's public pages. In November 2015, the Belgian Privacy Commission demanded that Facebook stop using its cookies to track Belgian users who weren't signed up or logged into the social network on the grounds that it contravened European privacy laws. Facebook disputed the claim, stating that cookies were simply a way to distinguish legitimate users from malicious users by analysing browsing patterns. In spite of this, the privacy watchdog won its case and Facebook was ordered to stop tracking Belgian users or it would face fines of €250,000 a day. Naturally, Facebook complied and announced that it had stopped tracking Belgian users, but this week the Brussels Appeals Court has dismissed the case on the grounds that the Belgian Privacy Commission has no jurisdiction over Facebook as the company's European headquarters is based in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Apparently, a spokesperson for Facebook said, We are pleased with the court's decision and look forward to bringing all our services back online for people in Belgium. Now, if you are on the side of the privacy, whatever, that sounds like one of those really double speaky evil empire statements doesn't it well the, the creepiest hell aren't you, you can imagine ones. saying it in a, in a sort of like emperor from star wars we are pleased with the court's decision and look forward to bringing all our services back online but to be <laughs> honest facebook are no worse than like google well that's it yeah or yahoo any any of the major search engines are tracking pretty much every piece of metadata they can at this point every time i search for something like mm-hmm. the other day I went on to the, the mini website to mm-hmm. book my car in. Yeah. And now when I go onto websites, I get adverts for That's, mini. It's actually genuinely scary just how much stuff pops up on Facebook that relates to searches I've made. And mm. um, Facebook listens when you're on it. Yeah, yeah. This and is if a story, you're talking yeah. about something, it will show it you adverts. It picks up different things you've said, yeah. And it does do that. Mm. And 
I can I can confirm mm-hmm. that that is real and yeah. that scares me. Well, that was one of those stories. I remember th- I I had noticed that when you're having a conversation with someone about something completely unrelated, suddenly the ads on Facebook are like, like I mentioned, oh, I need a pan, I need whatever, blah blah. And then you're starting to get Amazon adverts for grill pans and stuff on Facebook, going, hang on, this is weird. I was talking about that the other day, and then I always brushed it off as well. Maybe I googled it, maybe I looked it up on Amazon, yeah. and I forgot about it. Yep. And then that story came out where they said, actually, no, Facebook app does do that. Facebook is mm-hmm. listening on your phone it can it can discreetly use the microphones and stuff but then is that Mm. handy it is in a way the problem is it's one of those things when when the id cards came around and people said oh it's fine because if you got nothing you got nothing to hide you got nothing to be worried about but that seems like a disingenuous argument because it's like well yeah but just because i've got nothing illegal that i'm doing or nothing that i you know need to then I don't necessarily want some random muppet in a Facebook office to be able to access everything I've done that day. Yeah. It's the same thing as like when the Edward Snowden thing and the whole the NSA recording every phone call, every email, every whatever. But then there's so much mm. data that the yeah. chances of you well, getting see, looked at are Their rationale fun. was we record all this stuff, we don't look at it unless we have a reason to look at it for you. Okay, right, that's fair enough. But then assume you've been out with somebody on, on like dates and stuff from the NSA who works in that big place. And you broke up and they got a bit stalkerish and they work in that hub and can now access all your data and it's no oversight because no one even knows they're doing it. Well, what's to stop someone at Facebook doing much the same thing? Mm. You know what I mean? I don't well, know what their is involvement not, is, but... Is the data not anonymised? Well, I don't know. That's the question, is it? And do you trust them for it to be anonymised? I don't know. If it's popping up on your Facebook with the ads and stuff, then presumably not have to say, if anyone wants to look through my data, you're more than welcome, because it's probably boring. Oh, yeah, me too. It'll be boring hell. as all hell. However, you do have that, it's creepy, the notion that someone could. Yeah. And I'm not sure, they, you know, sort of, mm, I don't know. I do frequently get asked the question on surveys mm-hmm. of, um, do you think the amount of data that's available to you these days is a good thing or a bad thing? Mm. I do kind of think it's good. In some ways, I think it's good, because I think in some ways, that's how you get rid of, like, ultimately, there won't be a need for crime. There won't be a need for... Because so, we'll all be part of one, you need, you know, cohesive thing. Yeah. But you kind of go, yeah, but at the moment, it's so open to abuse, and there's so many, you know... And also, who's to say that you go, oh, well, it prevents people being able to take down the government? Well, what if you want to take down the government? Because actually, the government's pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. Which is silly and unrealistic a lot of the times, but mm, it's conflicting, to say the least. So what do we think about, generally, about Facebook winning this, this appeal, though? Um, it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. Mm. Poor, Seems like poor it. Belgian people. But then you go, well, okay, so, so they won against that poor Belgian people, but the rest of us all still have this, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right, well, bad internet for that, then. Mwah, <laughs> Right, and moving on, I've got a piece of good and bad tech news, which we'll bring you in just a moment. Okay, so, into tech news, and it's somewhat tragic, kind of inevitable, and it's more a news story in terms of what will come out of it, I think. Okay. Uh, The Tesla autopilot car, the the first fatal collision with a self-driving car. Yeah, I've read about this. Mm. It's it's very sad. Mm Mm-hmm. But continue to read your article because mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a well sort of Indeed. moment. Some, well, scientists and engineers have said that automated driving technology could actually make roads safer in the long run, so it should still continue. Uh, but in this case, a man has died in the first known fatal crash involving a car in self-driving mode, prompting an urgent investigation by electric car makers Tesla and US authorities. 
Joshua Brown, who was 40, died when his Tesla Model S collided with the white trailer of a lorry on a dry Florida road. Apparently this was in May, so this was, you know, a month or so ago. But according to the Florida Highway Patrol report, the Tesla's windscreen hit the bottom of the trailer as it passed underneath and the car kept going, leaving the road. It continued striking a fence, crossing a field, passing through another fence before finally hitting a pole about 30 metres south. And apparently the reason for this essentially is that it didn't slow down at all because the white side of the van matched the white sky and it didn't notice anything was there. So obviously when Americans say van, it's a truck, really. It's got like a... a One of those really high up ones. Yeah, Yeah. so when you say it passed underneath it, it didn't pancake itself under like a transit van or something. Um, (laughs) But yeah, neither autopilot nor the driver noticed the white side of the tractor trailer against a brightly lit sky, so the brake was not applied, said Tesla themselves. Uh, The luxury electric car explained customers are required to give explicit acknowledgement that they realise the autopilot feature is new technology still under development, otherwise the system will remain off. So their sort of rationale is he knew he wasn't supposed to take his eyes off the road, he should have been paying attention. Tesla added, when drivers activate autopilot, the acknowledgement box explains, among other things, that autopilot is an assist feature that requires you to keep your hands on the steering wheel at all times and that you need to maintain control and responsibility for your vehicle while using it. Like checking your mirrors. Indeed. Check your mirrors, look up, look up, pay attention to the road, don't be sat reading. The firm says autopilot results in a statistically significant improvement in safety. The NHTSA said the crash calls for an examination of the design and performance of any driving aids in use at the time of the crash. And the federal agency said it's opened a preliminary investigation, which is the first step before it can seek to order a recall if it finds that the vehicles are unsafe. So <clears throat> what gets me about this, though, is, OK, it's unsafe at the moment. And a lot of people are going to use this as a red flag of C. See, I told you that automatic stuff will never catch on. Yeah, when it's relying on sensors and stuff that are visual sensors, it could have problems like this. But like they said, you need to mm-hmm. be watching what's going exactly. on as well. He could have stopped that from happening. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a car, like, just because it's capable of driving itself... It's like, I always thought this about the parking thing. Like, you know the self-parking cars? Oh. I wouldn't do that, because if it scratches something, what am I supposed to say? Oh, the car did it. That doesn't exempt me. I should have been paying attention. Yeah. And in that situation, I can't. It, it, it's so close and it's so close together and quick. It can have scratched the other car before you can do anything about it. Driving along, I could see using autopilot, but I'd pay attention because I can affect that. If someone's going to pull out in front of me and I see it, all right, I'm going to brake. I've got time to brake, yeah, usually. The, the car isn't as good at sort of reading mm. what people might do. Mm-hmm. And the twist is, obviously, as technology evolves, eventually every car might have a little transponder in it. So if that van had had a transponder in it, it wouldn't have had to go white van, white background. It would have just gone, oh, there's a car in front of me now. Yeah, and it okay. would have stopped anyway. Because it's going like to react quicker than we can. and all the dots around it. And... Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to react quicker than we can. So what I think is going to happen on the... I, again, I know people who I've talked to about auto driving tech and have said, oh, that'll never catch up. My dad is one of the big peer. It'll never catch on. You're never going to make them safe enough. You're never going to blah, blah, blah. And they're going to say about this, see, we told you that's not going to happen. What I'm looking at it is, no, actually, I think you'll find the other way. I think they'll make it standard practice so that every car that rolls off an assembly line has to have a little transponder in it. Yeah. But then, of course, back to the Facebook thing, you're going to get people going, I don't want them knowing where I am all the time. Yeah. All <laughs> Too the... late, buddy. They got satellites now. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, a great shame that someone had to lose their life. Or... Yeah, this is it. But then, you know, in, in new technology, stuff like this is going to happen, isn't it? That's what beta testing is all Absolutely. about. And when you compare the amount of hours of people driving these things, because Google have clocked up ridiculous amounts of hours of self-driving cars. Tesla must have done the same thing, you know thousands and thousands of hours and there's been one fatality so far 
That ain't bad, really. I'd say it's probably better than the uh, human driver. Yeah, well, this is it. Statistically, I think auto-driving cars are way better than human drivers because they obey speed laws. They have to. They also, you know, they have much quicker reaction times, stuff like that, so they brake quicker generally when they've seen it. (laughs) In this case, obviously not, but... But yeah, so, you know, RIP to um, Joshua. But generally speaking, I don't know. Do you think it'll hold back automated cars? Do you think it'll no, advance No, no, I think it'll help them. Mm. Bring more it's, attention to the safety features. It's really stuff. sad that it's, it's another statistic for them to look at, well, I guess. that's it, isn't it, yeah. And work on it, make improvements, mm-hmm. learn from it, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I personally don't think I'd want a self-driving car. Not yet, no. I can see the appeal longer term. At the moment, I'm very, like, I I would feel out of control. I wouldn't ever trust it. Well, I don't even like putting my car on um, mm. cruise control. No? See, I quite like cruise See, control, I put but it I pay on. attention, obviously. Oh, yeah, I put it on, but mm. I start getting a bit nervous if I'm approaching someone else and someone's starting to uh, overtake me. Yeah, that's good, though, isn't it? Keeps you paying attention. Suppose. Mm. I oh, like it because it stops me getting bored, and it means on, I, I would only ever use it on the motorway, obviously, but you have that thing of going, okay, this is the speed limit, so I'll set it to 70. And just let the car stay at 70 and then I'll control it around that. Whereas if I'm just driving, the odds of me getting bored behind somebody and then going, oh, I'm going to overtake them and doing 90 increase. I um, I find it really useful in the average speed camera mm. areas. Yeah, but then it. you end up with people who can't drive anyway. So yeah. Is- the, well, the big problem with cruise control is the people who go, they don't ever have a set standard speed. So they'll overtake you doing 80 and then tuck back in and drop to 60. And you're like, well, now I have to overtake you, Dumbo, because I'm doing 70. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you were going to do 80, fair enough. You know, that's your call. But keep at it. Don't do that and then drop to 60 in front of me. Because now I'm going to overtake you. You're going to get the rage and try and overtake me again. Yeah. Like, it's just unnecessary. Keep leapfrogging each mm-hmm. other. Unnecessarily, though. When you, and I, the, I do enjoy the gloating, though, of being able to do that. When you're like, well, I'm cruise controlled to 70. You've overtaken me twice and I've overtaken you three times. You tell me who the moron is. <laughs> like, yeah. My speed has not changed. Okay, so one more piece of tech news to round out this week. Amazon, if you've ever wanted a half-price Android phone and good ones, you might have the opportunity to do that very soon through Android. Uh, Amazon, rather, who are going to be doing that. But there is a bit of a catch. Apparently, you can get up to 50% off your next handset if you don't mind lock screen adverts. So if you're looking for a discount on your next smartphone, Amazon is offering you one. But as we said, it comes with a catch. They've announced that soon it will be selling select unlocked Android phones to its Prime customers for up to 50% off their selected retail price. However, that deal is only for customers who are willing to accept that the handsets will come with pre-installed apps and lock screen adverts. Now, pre-installed apps are one of my particular bugbears about certain phones. Well, see, I We've think... raged about HTC on this before, I think. Um, I think you could possibly get around this, so continue mm, see yeah if you could route them or something anyway we'll, we'll talk yeah in a second for the moment though the offer only includes two smartphone models which are already known for their low prices so to be fair they're already quite cheap which the ones first which ones? is the blue r1 hd which will sell for 49.99 instead of 99.99 that's dollars and the second is the newest motorola moto g smartphone which will cost 149 instead of 200 so not quite 50%. So oh, they're cheap and nasty. They're already cheap ones. But yeah. this is also, at the moment, only a US deal. But I, I, a... I get the impression they're sort of testing this while they think about rolling it out. I want a premium Android phone. See, that's the thing. Yeah, if you had an S7 Edge or something, or, you know, other smartphones are available, you know, whatever. And HTC they go, 10. This is 50% off if you take these ads. I might take that action, just as you say, to then go, well, it's unlocked and I bought it outright, yeah, so it belongs to me, yeah. So I'm not renting it, yeah. So I could risk rooting it. 
and, and have that like not be a problem. disable all the apps that put up, mm. put up the ads. Presumably they'd be hard-coded into the system though, right? Because they're not going to be... But then, yeah, I guess it's flashing and routine. Yeah, because that's it. They're not going to be stupid enough to just make it that easy. Like, like with the HTC One, with the, the apps you can't get rid of. You can disable them mm. now. Can you? Okay, yes. that's cool. Peel Smart Remote is gone. Excellent. I need to look into that then. But, I mean, I heard on the 10 that, for example, HTC have sort of learned their lesson there. They've removed a lot of the apps you have to have. Yeah, that's which good. Which is good. Facebook even was one of them that, that annoyed me quite a lot. I removed mine. Did you? Well, I wouldn't. Like, last time I tried, it wouldn't let me. I haven't Same. tried in a while. But then I tried to uninstall it the other week and it just completely removed it. Really? Okay. Yeah, there must have been an update. Might be worth a go then. Uh, but yeah, apparently Amazon already offers subsidised prices for ad-enabled devices in Kindle uh, for its e-readers and its Fire tablets. But this is the first time it's brought that offer to non-Amazon devices. So at the moment, it's only available to US customers who can pre-order their discounted handsets for release on July 12th. And there is no news yet as to whether it will launch in the UK, but I would say it probably will. That seems likely. Maybe, but um, I wouldn't go for such cheap models because mm. you're not saving that much money. No, all of you already... with adverts yeah. for the rest of the time you own you that, that phone. phone. <laughs> it could be like two years. Well, the apps that's going to come already installed with as well apparently are Amazon Video, Amazon Music, Prime Now and Kindle. So there you go. Now, as it happens, I use most of those apart from Amazon Video anyway. But yeah, I could see that. But then mm. I'm a Prime Muppet. So, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. A Primian. A Prima Pro. Think of a name for people who use Prime, peeps. <laughs> a prime that, peep a prime peep you can do that at uh, Worldwide Will Carve you can find us on Facebook Worldwide Will Radio do please let us know for now though I think that's all I got this week you got anything else? rap wrap up I do not yeah make with a ribbity wrapping so we hope ne- you've enjoyed this show next time I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna do something cool <laughs> and I'm gonna try and have a show next week where I do not channel any post Brexit rage let's have a Brexit mm. freezer we'll try and have a Brexit freezer unless, it's done now it's done unless there's a particularly enraging story I can't pro- if, if Nigel Farage does something amazing like like flies a you know his car off the bridge survives but is kind of messed up a bit or whatever that's a bit harsh isn't it anyway if something happy happens disturbing related to brexit then i might have to have to follow that if farage comes out as a secret remain voter and cries into his pint on live telly i'm going to talk about that if not that's better wouldn't it that's better than yeah okay we'll go with that <laughs> or if if boris johnson does the same thing and goes haha it was all a big con here's the reason why we don't actually have to leave did everyone produce the paperwork it was all a ruse well we're going to talk about that but otherwise we'll try and have a brexit free zone yeah i'm up for that in the meantime don't despair we love you all and we will see you next week so for now the internet aloha <laughs> Game over.